0: Good morning and welcome to Haven Tree Parent Podcast, where we give a chance to talk to us about something that's important to us and to you before our kids wake up.
1: Today, we are going to be talking about how we found out that our daughter had leukemia.
0: All right. so like you said, today we're going to talk about uh, our story of what? Finding out our daughter has leukemia and just the initial stages of what learning about that aspect and just understanding uh, what her diagnosis meant and how that was going to change and affect our lives, her life, and just everything we had going on yeah. at the time. So, and we're not going to cover all of
1: that today. That's like a lot. It's like a lot of things. Uh, so, obviously, <laughs> sorry,
0: I'm overzealous. <laughs> I, guess I can compartmentalize it all, but no.
1: Yeah. So, obviously, this is kind of like a sharp turn from the homeschool topics that we've been um having for the last few weeks. Um but September is um childhood cancer awareness month and it's also like leukemia and lymphoma awareness month. So ironically um you know, Kenzie has childhood cancer and it happens to be leukemia. So uh you know, we thought that we were going to just kind of take a break from the other homeschooling and parenting stuff that we've been talking about and just kind of talk a little bit about um, Kenzie and our experience with that um, for the next little while. So, you know, we thought it made a lot of sense to start with how, how we found out. Uh, that seems to always be kind of the first question. It's like how, what, what signs and symptoms did you see? You know, how'd
0: you guys find this out? Right. And that's, you know, the hardest part I would say about this for our case is just, you know, what people always say, like, I don't imagine this is going to happen to me until it happens to me. So then you, exactly. you 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 end up in that position and you're like, it's happened. And I don't know. I learned nothing about this because I never thought it would be something I had to face. And we were totally, you know, blindsided by this whole event or diagnosis because... It wasn't something we were watching for because Kenzie, we had always said, was our strongest kid. I was pretty sure she was going to follow me and go through a military career or something, you know, where she's yeah. out journeying, adventuring the world. Yeah, she um, kind
1: of tends to be like our adrenaline junkie
0: kid. Yeah, so. so it made sense that she was just going to be, what, grow to be strong and confident and, you know, a little commander or whatever you want to call her. So <laughs> she was just, that's how she was. And so and still is, but, you know. Right, totally. Um, so it was definitely a change of course because it wasn't anything that we foresaw or even were like trying to find like i know some people have stories where they were like we tried for six to nine months of so just right. all these different things so Weird like
1: symptoms there and was this know. happening
0: and we had none of that so yeah. for us there wasn't a mystery of what's going on wrong with her it was we were totally
1: blindsided i mean we were totally <laughs> we walked in, and here you go yeah yeah so we should probably start like a couple of days before sure the day of so um Kenzie was diagnosed in August of 2018. Uh, a few days before she was diagnosed, uh, we sold some baby goats and, uh, we had already sold many baby goats, not a big deal. Uh, and for whatever reason, this particular day, Kenzie spent hours sobbing, uh, after we sold the baby goats, hours. Uh, So much so, I mean, she was just completely inconsolable. So much so that I ended up spending the rest of the evening laying in bed, just hugging her while she cried. Um, And she just, you know, kept telling me like, I just, my heart just hurts. And she just was totally, she didn't, there was just nothing that, that could console her or help her. Um, And this is very atypical for Kenzie. Kenzie is a very strong willed or not, I don't even know that I would say strong-willed necessarily, so much as just like, she's a very strong personality, so she will get angry, she will get upset, but just the crying for hours was very atypical for her, Um, especially when there was something that we could do to distract her, and I was just sort of at a loss, and just laid there and hugged her and thought like, you know, there are worse things I could be doing with today, but I just felt really bad for quite frankly. Um, and then the next day she was cranky and whiny and then the day following um, we had company coming uh, which I was dreading Josh had to work it was like a Saturday Josh had to work and uh, we had some aunts coming to see our home and our farm for the first time And so I was, you know, going to be alone with our wild crew plus, you know, having like family company. And so I'm like dreading this. Kenzie's been really out of sorts and I'm pregnant with Obi and, you know, I don't know what's going on with Kenzie. Um, So I was a little bit uh, anxious about that. And I just remember like seeing them pull into our driveway and Kenzie just like burst into hysterics. And so I answer the door holding Kenzie with my great big pregnant belly and Kenzie's just like sobbing on me. And I just was like, well, welcome, come on in. Sorry, I don't know what's with this kid. She's just not been, you know, herself the last couple of days. Glad to see you. How was your drive? Whatever. Uh, and I just remember like being so I don't know, like overwhelmed and embarrassed um in that moment of like just having this toddler having a meltdown, you know. Um and so they spent most of the day with us and Kenzie started complaining that her ankle hurt. Wanted to be carried um all day long, you know, so of course like my aunts wanted to go out and see the farm, see the animals. Um my one aunt is like an amazing photographer. So she was taking pictures of all the animals and you know, the kids wanted to show her everything. And um, so we were like walking around the property a lot and uh, Kenzie wanted to be carried everywhere. And it was hot, it was August, I'm great to be pregnant. And so I was not thrilled about carrying her around, but uh, you know, you just kind of go about the day. But she was all day, just cranky, complaining that her her ankle hurt all day. So I'm like, maybe she hurt herself a couple of days ago and she's only just now able to verbalize it and that's why she's been cranky like the last couple of days.
0: Yeah, we've never really figured out what what was the cause or how that you know pain started. It was just sort yeah. of like, what, she came home from going to a playground and then her leg hurt for the next few days yeah. and she wouldn't want to walk. So finally I got home from work, I think it was that Friday right after your got here. Saturday, yeah. Saturday after your aunt's got here and it was like, she just she's, continued she still was you know limping around so like we were ate dinner and then i was like i think we should take her in at least get a little boot thing because we had already yeah. done that once with Saya, who had broken his leg doing gymnastics and so it was yeah. like it's possible whatever that she has an injury that yeah, we just didn't know about hairline fracture or something so yeah. um uh, so yeah i was like let's go get something you know figured out and yeah. an x-ray at least so we know if this is a serious pain or if it's just she has a bruise just and a two-year-old being yeah, two yeah so
1: So and the nice thing was, um, because we had family, my mom was up. So typically, taking kids to the doctors, taking them to the hospital, that would be on me. (laughs) But because we were thinking she had like an ankle injury, uh, I knew that we would have an x-ray. And because I was, you know, almost 20 weeks pregnant, I knew that I couldn't sit with her for the x-ray. So Josh and I decided to go together Saturday evening after the other kids went to bed and my mom stayed with the kids at the house so that we could you know do that so um do you want to talk about like the whole drive there so josh really wanted us to go yeah and i just was like this is so dumb like we're gonna go
0: (laughs) we do do this with all the kids like they'll all get an injury and like one of us will be on the side of the kid like getting help or whatever yeah
1: like like, we need to take like well even just recently with obi i was like he needs stitches and josh was like I don't think he needs super stitches. Super glue. We're just super glue We're it. We're fine. And, <laughs> and I was like, he's a baby and it's between his eyes. Like, he, he does need stitches. Oh, he, but got, he
0: ended up getting three. He, he did, did need, need
1: stitches. stitches. So, but, yeah. uh, you know, it was the same way with Cy. I was like, he's fine. And Josh was like, I really think we should take him. They had a broken foot. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, so with this one, Josh was like, oh, you know, your mom's here. We should just take her. And the whole drive, I'm like, this is so stupid. We're going to go. It's a Saturday night. So I'm sure they're going to be packed. Sure. We're going to go and they're going to be like, what happened? We're going to be like, no idea. She's just limping, you know, and they're going to just think that we're idiots or incompetent or whatever, you know. Exactly. Um, And so the whole drive, I'm like, we should just turn around and go home. Like, this is so dumb, you (laughs) know. Um, But we went and we were back pretty quickly. And so we're back in the... um, we're back in the room and you know just explain like she's two she's very adventurous she's been complaining that her foot hurts it's been consistently just the one foot which makes us a little bit more suspicious that maybe there is something going on um but we don't really know what happened we just want to make sure she's fine and they were very nice you know and uh so you know they're like okay we'll get the x-ray there was like a nurse practitioner there that was like taking care of us and our nurse and she asked about the bruises on kenzie's legs and um i really hadn't thought a whole lot about it like so as we said kenzie has kind of always been sort of our daredevil adrenaline junkie child like she climbed even as at two She would climb higher than the other kids in the tree. Like the other kids would be like, okay, this is where I feel safe. And Kenzie had to go like three more feet just, you know, to prove that she could. Or she would jump off of the playground equipment, you know, if she found out the other kids were afraid to or wouldn't. She had to to do it, you know. Um, And we live on a farm and we have a, a lot of kids and they wrestle. And so I had never really thought anything of... The fact that her legs are kind of like one big bruise. Yeah, just play bumps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, and she only had bruises on her legs. So it was just sort of like, yeah, she's... uh, And lots of kids have bruises on their legs and arms. It's a sign of like a healthy kid that plays a lot, right? Um, And she has... More bruises than my other kids had because she's a wild thing, you know. Right, right. And we well, live and on I'm a farm sure, now.
0: I'm pretty sure that was the summer that we had just finished putting up the playground. So. Yeah, we anyway, had just
1: so. moved in. We yeah. had just finished putting up the playground. They li- pretty much lived outside all summer, mm-hmm. you know. Like, so yeah, she's got bruises on her legs because she's more active than most kids. You know, our our family is more active and she's a daredevil. Right. Um. So they asked about the bruises. We're like, you know, we just kind of explained. And, uh, they were like, okay, you know, we'll get the, get the x-ray and then we should get you out of here. No problem. So a little while later, another doc comes in and does another assessment of her and asks about the bruises. <laughs> and I started to get kind of annoyed. Um, am I, concern and annoyance was we have this kid with this supposedly unknown injury and a lot of bruises. So being in, in the health field, you know, we've had lots of, uh, abused kids, uh, that come in with unknown injuries or injuries that don't make sense. Uh, where the reason for that is because it was like an injury inflicted by a parent or an older sibling or whatever. Right. So, so I'm thinking like, they're asking about these bruises because she has an unexplained injury that we don't know what happened. And they wanted a second doctor's opinion because they're going to refer us to children's services. Like that was my, that was my fear. Um, so I'm getting more and more irritated Uh, as the second doc is asking about Kenzie's bruises and how she got them and what we think happened to her ankle and all of this. So, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, great, now we're going to have to deal with children's services and just everything that comes with that. And, you know, and this is ridiculous. Um, So they did the x-ray and the nurse practitioner comes back in And she says, the x-ray looked good, um, but we want to do a little bit of blood work, um, just to make sure there's nothing going on with the bruises, or that's causing the bruises.
0: Right, which is a sharp turn for the whole, (laughs) like, where Katie's thoughts were going. Like She let me know somewhere along that, I think we moved rooms, and she was Mm -hmm. like, I don't know why they're moving rooms, because that wouldn't make sense, but... There must be something else going on and it's making me nervous yeah and so i think they're thinking that we hurt her or something and i don't know what they're going to say so be prepared for something weird and i was like okay i don't know what to do now either because now i'm my mind is freaking out like what yeah. what are they thinking what do they want to do
1: yeah so i kind of went through two phases where like initially i'm thinking i'm getting angry and irritated because i think we're going to get a children services referral right but the moment they said they wanted to do blood work and make sure there was no issue. Um, and they wanted us to go to a different room. That was kind of the moment of like, "Oh crap," you know. There's other things going on here. Yeah. There, this is something else entirely. Yeah. Um. Because typically, you know, if if you were thinking that there might be, even like a blood disorder or something like that, usually that type of situation is not going to be diagnosed. In the emergency room like they would refer you to your family doctor for follow-up um so the fact that they wanted to do blood work right there and then was concerning um so yeah, I, think,
0: I think at this point we had gone in at yeah. like seven or eight yeah and we so were there because point... we
1: had put the kids to bed so we had probably got there between eight and nine yeah um and so at this point it's like 11 o'clock at night yeah yeah, yeah. but they move we move rooms and i said to josh there's they're thinking something is seriously wrong um up to I think I think the way that I said it was they're thinking something is seriously wrong like to the extent that it could be cancer and I just kind of remember you giving me like this look like (laughs) like, of being gobsmacked or something, you know? Right. Like, I said, like, just like
0: I was just, where's the boot for her foot? <laughs> like, you know?
1: wh- what?
0: Something's going on. She doesn't want to walk. So yeah. what is that? So that was my focus. So,
1: yeah. So then... Um, the, As I've said,
0: I think, several times throughout our podcast. Yeah.
1: So then the doctor, the second doctor, um, once we moved rooms, the second doctor came in and she said, like, I want to talk to you guys for a minute. Can one of you step out of the room? And we may talk about this later, but I have to be (laughs) honest and say, like, I understood the logic of this. Okay, because you don't, like in a children's hospital, you wouldn't say to parents in front of a child, like, we think your kid might have cancer, right? But like, at the same time, taking the parents out separately and telling them that was also weird. Yeah. Not the best choice. Like I yeah. get that it was very late, and so there was likely nobody else to sit with Kenzie for a minute, and so she didn't want to separate, like p- leave Kenzie in the room by herself while we both went out with her. But it was not it was not an ideal situation. So yeah. she took Josh out first. And do you remember anything that she said <laughs> actually said to you?
0: Probably not. <laughs> um, I think I remember her just saying like she has cancer, or a, we think she might a yeah. blood disease or something, and I was like. What? yeah and then like i didn't know what to say like as we're transitioning i'm like do i tell you or is she <laughs> gonna take you like she's gonna tell you the same yeah. thing she just told me so i just tell you this uh so it was very weird like you said like because we're, we're passing each other to go learn the same thing so
1: when i went out with her um in the hallway she said you know we think that there's something going on based on some of the things that we're seeing and so we want to draw some blood work um and for your sake i am really hoping that it's not leukemia and uh, so I walked back in and they explained that they were going to do some blood work and it would take about 30 minutes from the time the lab got it until they knew um, what it was that that they were looking at.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think once we got those results, I still, I think my initial phase was sort of like the, what, what's the seven layers of responses. Like, like denial. Uh, I was totally in denial. I was like, we need to go get a second test somewhere. We need to get yeah. out. We need to go talk about this and then come back to it. I was not ready for the next step in the phase of, like, accepting that it was true and going mm-hmm. upstairs and getting everything figured out. in the yeah. oncology floor, I was like, let's get out of here. Yeah. So at that point, I was like, give me a boot because her leg is broke. It's <laughs> all I'm here for. Yeah. Not here for this other crazy idea. Yeah. Um, and I was not happy, obviously. But it, it wasn't it's shocking information that you didn't expect you weren't there because you were thinking of that case it was just what we weren't aware of that possibility for her so it was uh blindsiding
1: yeah and it, that's
0: and that's what i mean where we got to that diagnosis yeah. point and i was just like i would i don't know i still i think it took me like three, probably the next 3 days to really yeah. Settled into it. But we can keep going with where we are. So yeah, just so was, like with like, the initial diagnosis, I mean, that Ooh. was the big, sorry. <laughs> the initial diagnosis is like the big moment, you know, where it's like, that's where like, how do we even begin to talk about this or learn yeah. about this? We, we knew nothing. So. Yeah. so I knew nothing.
1: So I... we watched the clock, you know, basically like lived by the clock for the next 30 minutes. Um, and they came back and they said, um, based on your daughter's blood work, it looks like she has leukemia. Um, we've already talked with the oncologist on call and he agrees with that assessment and we want to admit you to our oncology floor upstairs. Um, and then, so that was probably at like one o'clock in the morning. Right. Yeah. So
0: at that point we're like, we're super tired and super like, what, just floored with all this information and trying to follow along with like what yeah. we need to do because i mean at that point you know i think my mind quickly transitioned once the diagnosis was like yeah this is actually the thing it was like okay going into the acceptance phase i was like whatever we need to do i need to move jobs i need to move states where, yeah. where do we go to get her the best care um and that was where my i focused for the rest yeah but
1: so we had a lot of people come in uh, i remember a lady like came in and she handed me like this little blank notebook. And she was like, you're going to have lots of questions. You're going to have a lot of stuff and feel overwhelmed. You are just use this, write stuff down when you think of it. And like, I just was like, okay, like, you know, I just, I think I was still, you know, just so dumbfounded, you know? Um, and so they finally took us upstairs to the oncology floor. Um, by that point it was probably like three o'clock in the morning. And so I sent Josh home to get stuff. You know, we didn't have we didn't have any clothes with us. We yeah. didn't have anything. Uh and so it was Yeah, because
0: like, I think at that point I was like, I can't sleep right now.
1: <laughs> right. So tired, was, but I wasn't gonna sleep. It was like, you know, get some clothes, get a phone charger, yeah. like get some deodorant for us. Like I don't even, you know. <laughs> Uh, I have no idea, like what's happening. Yeah, but we'll get
0: into that later on how, what, and how we learned to, yeah. uh, you know, prepare for going into hospitals. Live in the hospitals, a long time.
1: Yeah. Um, so Josh went home, and I slept for a couple hours. And I think you probably had to tell, like you probably told. I think I told everybody mom, at the house. I mean, you, you told I, my mom. We were
0: sort of keeping them informed but it was like it's one yeah. of those things where you don't tell people over through a text message yeah
1: so. no i mean i had like it's texted anyway, people so. like we're going to the emergency room and then i text people like she doesn't have a broken leg but they're like doing some other tests and and then after that like i didn't you know tell them anything else and i couldn't you know like i and it took me a, at least a week i think yeah um Even, you know, I couldn't tell people. Like, I just couldn't bring myself to, like, say or write the words. Um, So I did, the only person that I I texted, Alex, um, my very dearest friend. Mm -hmm. um, And who's also a nurse, you know. Um, And so I remember I woke up, like, when you got back. So it was, like, 5 or 6 in the morning and uh i had a text from alex that was like i'm on my way um and that was all it said and uh that was like the first time that i cried about about it and yeah. it was like um uh, i don't know i think that was like the first moment that it was really real you sure, know sure, sure. yeah it makes Where, sense no you know, i think
0: when i what i don't know i don't know how much i said about anything yeah to my mom because then my mom came up and watched them that night yeah or the know, next day or something yeah we had to at some switch point. And, uh, yeah, because we were staying and your mom had to go or something. So, uh, at that point, I think he, she had to leave and my mom came up or something. So, I remember telling her and I think I cried in our living room, of course. So,
1: And it was, you know, it was just like, you know, when I found out that she was, you know, dropping everything and driving the four hours to come to be with us. Mm. Yeah. You know, that was the moment that I just, like, first kind of was like, this is you know, really happening and I don't know what to do, yeah. you know? Oh,
0: yeah. And it was, uh so, yeah, it's like three in the morning. And I'm driving home to go get clothes and stuff. And I'm not supposed to be at work at like 730. So, like, yeah. I was getting all my stuff ready to go in because I, what, didn't? It three, was his three, weekend to yeah, work. Yeah, as soon as we knew, I didn't really want to text all my sergeants to be like, uh this just happened <laughs> should i come in right. I, mean, I you know in retrospect i should have been messaging them there at 3 a.m but yeah um i also was just like i'll just go in at seven talk to whoever them, i see and yeah, say and then leave do you want me to stay You want me to go and <laughs> luckily they were all like why did you even come here yeah like get out um, please go take care of your kid and so yeah you know thank you again for that um <laughs> but you yeah, know, without having any sleep that whole night, I think yeah, I was probably like, I just, like, uh, I'll just show up was and I couldn't do anything with all the doctors anyway. So they were the ones doing all of the tests. So yeah. I was, uh, what, well, yeah, needed to be there with you guys. Yeah. So.
1: so, you know, then, um, you know, the next couple of days were really, really difficult. Um, it took a couple of days because, of course, we were admitted like in the middle of the night between Saturday and Sunday. And so on Sunday, the hospital is not doing a lot of, what, procedures or um, diagnostic testing like that. Uh, And so we had to wait until Monday to do a bone marrow biopsy to even find out what kind of leukemia she had. Um, And so Sunday was a long day of waiting, and... Uh, i i don't know i remember like sitting in the chair next to her bed and just looking at her and thinking like i can't i can't even think the word cancer like i Mm -hmm. i cannot i just can't accept it you Mm -hmm. know um even though like at the same time i understood you know and i knew and so that was something everybody that came in for like the first week they would say do you, know why, do you know why you're here? I'm like, yeah, because my daughter's blood looks like she has leukemia. Like, what do you want?
0: Right, right. Um, but that first week also was like a lot of learning for us and there right. was a lot of explanation. And like, I mean, I right. really appreciate the level of information we got from Dayton Children's. Oh, so they absolutely. Did a very nice job.
1: Yeah. And they, you know, I think it was a very wise tactic because there are lots of parents that are just in complete denial and are waiting to find out that they don't have cancer, you know, like. Right. Or, or whatever. And so for for the health professionals it is such a smart like first question to ask um because it can kind of assess like where a parent is mm. um emotionally <laughs> but uh for me it just made me if angry if i could have <laughs> i would have
0: been like let me go because we're gonna go get a second diagnosis <laughs> i don't believe it right yeah
1: uh you know but for me it, it had a very different resp- uh you know um f- impact Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, but I also, you know, being a mom that is in healthcare, my attitude and and perspective was also very different, you know. Um, Right.
0: And I think even from the beginning, what we have always sort of like been optimistic, or at least that's my key thing is like staying optimistic just for ourselves and for Kenzie. Like she's two and a half. We had all the doctors ready to help out with any support and like the amount of encouragement we were getting from family and friends that she was going to be fine. And like I said, once we learned more about what leukemia was and the treatment plan, that was helpful as well to keep that optimism um, and just be encouraged by, you know, just the different things, even as sad as we were that what we ended up in that percentile of people that this can happen to, um, or, you know, what have to deal with a child having this sort of thing. um, It was, I don't know. We wanted to stay positive and be encouraging. So no reason for us to be, I don't know, taken down by it yeah. because we needed to stay positive for her so she could see that. Cause she was going to go through a lot of things. So
1: you, you bring up a good point, you know? Um, so like I said, we had to wait until Monday to kind of have, um, a better idea of what we were even dealing with. And so until we had that bone marrow biopsy, um, There wasn't a whole lot they could tell us about what the treatment plan was gonna look like, um, was there's uh, different types of leukemia. And so I remember uh, Sunday night, the oncologist came in, and he said, you know, I've been doing this for a long time, and I looked at your daughter's blood sample under a microscope, um, and originally, we were just kind of hoping that it was ALL, which is kind of the easiest, most common form of leukemia. Um, But your daughter has a lot of really weird looking red blood cells. Um, And so I am very concerned that she may have AML, which has a very different um, prognosis and treatment plan. And usually I wouldn't say this to parents and just kind of be hoping for the best. Um, But in your case, after having looked at your daughter's blood sample. I am concerned that we may be dealing with something else entirely and I want you to be prepared. And, um, that was like such a punch in the gut, you know, because of course Sunday, because we couldn't get any answers, we're like furiously researching all the different types of leukemia. Mm Um, and you know, just trying to kind of get our heads around like what, what this might look like. And so, you know, when he told us that, it was sort of like, you know, the last 24 hours have been spent, like, reading, uh, and that does not sound good. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then, you know, the following evening, Monday night, after her bone marrow biopsy, um, (laughs) I remember, I don't think you were with us when it happened. I feel like you were at work or getting more stuff from home or something. And these two, like a resident and a medical student came in, Um, and they said, you know, they're looking very serious and they were like, you know, we, we wanted to let you know the results of your daughter's bone marrow biopsy. Uh, the doctor has already looked them over, but he didn't want to, you know, wait until he's in tomorrow to tell you. So he asked us to come and bring you that news. And, uh, so, you know, they're explaining all these different things and they're like, but based on the bone marrow biopsy. It appears that your daughter does have ALL. We're so sorry. You know, yada, yada, yada. And my friend Alex and I are sitting there, you know, listening. And, uh, I don't, I think it was Alex that said like, wait, you said ALL? Uh, really? And, uh, she and I were ecstatic. Uh, And the residents and the medical student kind of looked at us like we were crazy. Um, And I think like, at that moment, that was really the first time with this journey, that like, I know there would be a lot of parents whose response would be like, that they were hoping that it wasn't really leukemia after all, right? Like that it was a fluke or whatever. Um, but, But to go from this may be a much worse kind of leukemia to know it is the easiest, and we'll talk later about why that still isn't a fair thing to say, but the easiest kind of leukemia mm-hmm. was the first time that I was able to like rejoice over bad news um and it really was kind well, of... Well, and I think
0: even for any cancer patient, like you get those little what notices of good news in, yeah. in your course of treatment. Like there's like, oh, you're going to have this medication and that's the one you're hoping for. Or, right. you know what I mean? I think that everybody's... Well, if you had to be on a treatment plan or know somebody that's had to follow something, you want them to have the, the best course right. through that. So...
1: And I think... But I think that it again, was... And
0: just staying optimistic. I mean, a that's... A
1: very good opportunity to learn, like, even in the midst of like really bad news, mm-hmm. you know. Um. <laughs> I
0: think if you notice, we're both sort of tearing up still. Um, it's still not super easy to talk about. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're glad to talk about it and happy to bring awareness to it. Um, you but know. it's uh, it's always <laughs> like,
1: and it probably will be for for like another decade. It'll probably be difficult. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, like even in the midst of like awful news, you know, that you, you don't want to hear, um, there are still positive things. Um, and it's, it's not (laughs) fun. You know, um, I think sometimes it's easier to just be angry, um, regardless, because it's not what you wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, you didn't want (laughs) to be on the oncology floor in a children's hospital at all. Mm -hmm. Um, but that was kind of the first time that, that I learned, like you, if we're going to survive this, We had to find, you know, those little tiny... Positive
0: notes. Yeah, those little tiny
1: glimpses um, of things that we can you know, hold on to, <laughs> it's kind of the life raft to survive, yeah. you know, the difficulties that are going to come.
0: Right. No, and definitely, I mean, we've, I think we've stayed lucky and had a good course for her over the last two and a half years of treatments and everything. So there's people that have stories of, you know, crazy things that yeah. I would never have to have wanted for, you know, anybody to have to go through, <laughs> even us. Um, So, I mean, that was, I'm glad for you know with the treatment plan that we've had and the success that we've seen with kenzie and just what the amount of i don't know treatment plans that we've avoided Mm -hmm. because she's done so well
1: and that Um, is you know obviously we'll talk more about like her treatment to come and things like that but the fact of the matter is like yeah it still is difficult to talk about or think about but like kenzie's done so well and we are so lucky you know and and we are lucky that It was the kind of cancer that had any kind of treatment, you know, I mean, there's so many Positives and that's not like me trying to you know, be optimistic in the fight of bad It's genuinely like we are blessed and we are thankful Mm -hmm. um, For what we've learned and what we've experienced uh, over the past few years. We've been blessed with amazing doctors and friends and family and people we don't know Um, to come and support us and love us and encourage us. Um, There's so many things, you know, and we'll talk more about that. But, um, so, so we, you know, don't want to end this on like (laughs) (laughs) me crying. (laughs) I really, I don't ever. We'll make make a
0: bonus apology video for Don't ever
1: cry. (laughs) I don't like crying. I didn't plan to cry. So that's a little embarrassing. But, um, but, um. Blame it on being pregnant. I'm pregnant, and I can't help it.
0: <laughs> You're extra emotional. Yes. Um,
1: good. Good, good. But uh,
0: I don't know why I'm crying. Then sympathy.
1: <laughs> but uh, but we are. We we have been very blessed in the spite of, um, you know the difficult things that we faced, uh, and so you know that's kind of the note that we want to end on today, uh, while also sharing our story. Ooh, as I smack and make a lot of noise, <laughs> um, and so we wanted to just kind of put it out there because it is the first thing that lots of people ask and so we figure it's kind of a good place to start
0: yeah so like subscribe follow comment um send katie some tissues and uh (laughs) we'll see you on the next adventure thanks guys bye bye